Welcome to The Mountain Gardener with your host, Ken Lane. Gardening can be challenging, but with Ken's tips, tricks, and local advice, you'll reap huge rewards. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. And welcome to this week's edition of The Mountain Gardener, your host, Ken Lane. We're here every week talking about the landscapes of northern Arizona. Oh, this is when the garden shine. Now, I, I'm we've got quite a few customers coming in right now here at Waters, here in Prescott. So it might be different in other cities, but I don't think so. It's that folks that are from more tropical climates are one season. They just have summer. Then they have less summer and more summer. Just 12 months out of the year, they grow. And they're not used to this for this transition between summer and fall. Fall and winter, winter and spring, spring and summer, that, that four-season climate. And we have definitely entered our autumn season. And so plants are starting to turn color. They're starting to fade. The foliage is starting to shrivel or curl or do whatever it does while it transitions from summer green to autumn reds, orange, golds, sometimes just brown. It depends. And folks, it's kind of funny. They just go, what's wrong with my plant? I'm going, it's autumn. Yeah, but what do I do? Enjoy the color. Yeah, but shouldn't I? What shouldn't I be concerned? Going, nope. I think you're just fine. And so plants are. I had someone that I just had another customer. Uh, they came in. This, I just planted this tree last week, and now it's starting to, to, to. The leaves are dropping off. I'm going. That's normal. That's what you do this time of year. So it's it's actually rooting. So it'll still plants will still root through the end of the year. Just the top growth is starting to show that autumn color. And so you're seeing this transition. And so if you've never been, th- been through that, it, it's also kind of a messy season. So I, I, I would encourage folks, if you're into, you know, perfectly raked rock and you want to go all feng shui and Japanese garden on things and perfect rake things, this is not your season. This is one that's kind of just let it go. See what happens. Kind of things just drop down and then you rake them up all at once and play the leaves. Remember as a kid, you play in piles of leaves. That's our season right now. If you've got smaller leafed trees, smaller leafed shrubs, let them drop. And many times, don't don't say, don't, don't mention this, but they'll just blow away. I don't know where they blow away to. They just leave themselves. So they'll go basically downhill. So some the bigger leafed stuff, you know, they're going to drop and you enjoy the color, the colors on the ground, the colors up in the trees, the colors kind of everywhere. You get this rustling, this, this sound that's only in the fall of the year, that, that autumn bristling of foliage. It's kind of a magical time. And pumpkins and mums and pansies and violas, and dusty millers. This is when all your fall decorating things happen. The other one I'm having is, is people are coming in going, whoa, my tomato's not performing. Just It's just... It's not working. What's going on? It's autumn. Yeah, but what do I do? Pull it up and throw it away because it's not going to live here. If it stopped producing now, it's done. Within two weeks, it'll really be done just because the days are getting shorter. These are summer plants. They want it to be sunny 24-7. They'd be really happy with that. They're really tropical plants. They were found down in Central America. So they would prefer... Being down there, we've just figured out varieties that grow up here, but only in the summer. And so if things are stopping to produce, if you've got peppers and squash, and if you pick that last pumpkin, and you're, you're, you, it's, it's, that plant's not going to put more on. There's no time left. This is when you pull those things out, just free up the garden space, and you put things that will produce for you into the garden in its place. 
That's broccoli and cauliflower and lettuce and spinach and they're just, just and there's so much you can do now. We it's actually another growing season now through the end of the year. But take advantage of it. You're not used to this four season environmental change. It's natural, and if you know how to work with the environment, you can use it to your advantage. And so, fresh cauliflower for Thanksgiving or Christmas, that, you could do that. You just got to put them in the ground now. If you want color right through the winter snows, right through the coldest of January days, you got to plant pansies now. So when those zinnias start to really look kind of ratty, pull them out. Get rid of them. They're bringing you down and put in your fall and winter things. I mean, mums will bloom. They look fantastic through the end of the year. They'll bloom until about ah, just almost Thanksgiving. But then they're just striking, even without their color. They'll hold that foliage. They'll hold the flowers, but they turn kind of this fall colored. You can almost spray paint them uh, as we get closer to Christmas or put bows around them. Finally, in January, the snow will kind of take them out. They'll start to flop over. And that's when I kind of go, okay, it's been a good three, four months, but it's time for you guys to go. And so I'll pull them out or change or cut them back or whatever you're doing with that. And that's just mums and asters. Things like uh, uh, echinaceas, uh, rutabagias, all these fall-blooming perennials. Uh, that's kind of their MO. That's what they do. And so enjoy it. It's okay. So, But your summer things, they're gonna, they do not like it. It's too cold at night. They are not happy. It's not so much the cold because we've got another month before we see frost. It's the short days. So the days are actually now shorter than the, than the nights are. So the autumn... Uh, autumn, um, that, that trigger, all of a sudden the days start getting shorter and shorter and shorter until you get to winter, winter uh, solstice, and then that's the shortest day. And so then it starts to get longer from there. That's just that natural cycle that we're on. And plants know that. They're, they're, it's not so much temperature tri driven, it's by day parts. It's the, how long those days are. So not only that, but the sun is also a little lower in the horizon. So all those things plants are, are tuned into after millennia, and they just kind of go, you know what? This is how it always is. I think uh, it's time to go to bed. I think I'll start shutting down. It's a long process. It's going to take me a month and a half to finally kind of put myself to bed. Let's start turning color now. And so then it starts a process. And so the, the sugars start coming out from the outer tips. They start going down the trunk, down and stored up in the, in the roots. And so then they just kind of put themselves to sleep underground. So they're protected right through winter. It's a normal thing. And so your sumacs are kind of lead that edge. So they're the first ones to turn color. Virginia creeper, these are two native plants. They're the ones that kind of start it. So the best thing you can do for all of your plants right now is fertilize. Feed everything in the yard. I'm not talking some miracle grow salt-based chemical fertilizer. I'm talking about real meat, potatoes, and organic food that really bulks up the, the plant so they can go to bed like a fat bear kind of going, oh, I'm just going to sleep it off right here. Your plants, they do the same thing. They hibernate underground. Feed them so they're nice, fat, and happy. Use the 744 all-purpose plant food. Put it on sometime by the end of the month. You'll get the best. That's the best use of that food right now. That's the best thing you can do. The, the other one you can do right now only for, for you folks that have a lot of evergreens in your yard, you can do it. You can put a plant protector or a tree and shrub drench. There's a, a bark beetle is so prevalent here. 
And so there's, a, there's several things that eat trees, evergreen specifically, tip borers, flathead borers, hip beetle, bark beetle. There's a lot of names, a lot of bugs. So you can put this liquid on there and you don't need to be an arborist. You can just do it yourself with a five gallon bucket and this, this bottle and you'll protect your plants. You can put that drench on, it will get rid of aphids and bark beetles and tip borers and thrip and all these silly ads, all these crazy things that really have a liking for evergreens. I would say protect those and you, you insulate them now and then they're good for the year. So it kind of takes all that what goes up and down the trunk because the plant, the fluids are flowing right now up and down the trees. And so you can put that on and take advantage, but that's got, it's all about timing. You put it on at the right time and, and fall and kind of spring are your two opportunities to really insulate or inoculate your evergreen trees if they're healthy. I mean, I've seen entire streets taken out by pinion pine scale. But the ones that had that tree and shrub drench, they came through just fine. Fertilized, tree and shrub drench. It's just like this thing you do in the autumn that makes a big difference for the entire rest of the year. That food, everything, I can't emphasize enough. Especially you folks in the Midwest, you really need to hear this. You ready for me? You Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, you need to hear this. You folks are used to topsoil that are eight feet deep. It's just deep, rich soils. You're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. This is this is rough gardening. And we don't have as much food in our soil as other parts of the country. That, and you mix that with our alkaline water, and you've got, you've got to fertilize more often. You just have to do it. You got to up your game as far as fertilizer. And don't use chemicals. Don't use, a, don't use a Turf Builder, a Scots, uh, all these other names. They're, these are petroleum-based products that, that burn off worms, get rid of beneficial things that are in the soil. Use a good organic that builds up your soil, but also encourages nice new growth on your trees and shrubs. Anyway, that's segment one. We got Lisa Waters Lane coming in right after this. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane, owner of Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Join him every week for timely garden advice right for the gardens. Visit Ken where he can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Trees prefer a locally delicious plant food, and the really big trees prefer you get it from Waters Garden Center. Your plant luck changes the moment you step through the doors. You can actually feel it happening. Time slows down, your neck muscles relax, and the radio plays better music. It may look like we sell trees and shrubs, but what we really sell is the perfect day. Waters Garden Center, here in Prescott, the place where people who love to garden, they love to shop. We believe fresh air in the garden is good for you at Waters Garden Center. Waters October companion plants that grow well together are Burning Bush, Arizona Creeper, Spicy Mums, Glamour Kale, and Prescott Blaze Maple. Prescott Blaze Maples have extreme growth of three feet or more each year. The fall color glows like embers in a blaze hot fire, thus the name. There's no better red maple to plant locally. Perfect for patios or any place shade is needed. And a big bold tree is just $149. You'll find the best fall shade trees here at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. You've been listening to Ken Lane, the Mountain Gardener. Green thumbs learned while working in the Family Garden Center. Now welcome back to the Mountain Gardener. And we are back with Lisa Waters Lane in the studio. She comes each week with your garden question. Just what are people talking about? And uh, 
what are your neighbors asking? What are they coming into the garden center with bags of pestilence and disease? What, question, what are they seeing in the yard? Sometimes there's, if there's a hundred gardeners in the neighborhood, let's see what all, if someone's mm -hmm. seeing something, let's share that. Instead of a social media outlet, we have, uh, well, the mountain gardener with Lisa. Lisa Waters Lane. She comes in each week and just shares that with you. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you. Good to be here. It is good As to always. be here. Autumn is here. It's like we've it's autumn been here for two weeks and yeah. it just feels like it's like my favorite time of year. The mountains of Arizona. It's a famous time of year. <laughs> I thought you didn't like fall. I don't because it reminds me that spring is over. <laughs> this my favorite time is summer. Uh -huh. uh, if I had another daughter or son, I would name them summer. Because just such a great summer. <laughs> I don't care. I like it that much. It'd be oh, worthwhile. Okay. What's your favorite season? Fall. Always oh. fall. Yeah, I everyone. Yeah. The nights are cool. The mornings are cool. Days are just right. It's a good just right. Yeah. Well, what are people talking about out in the gardens? Well, our first question is from Penny and Prescott, and she has a peony question. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you're going to use someone from summer from Chino Valley. We're bolded. <laughs> <laughs> no. So Penny wants to know, when do you cut back your peonies yeah, and question. when is the right time to fertilize the peonies? Great question, Penny. Or Pen yeah, Penny. Penny. Penny with the peonies. Penny, Penny. And, peonies. and they'll grow anywhere in the Central Highlands. So in anywhere from probably 3,500 foot and above. So that, that'd be Camp Verde, Cottonwood, Sedona, all the way up to Flagstaff. Uh, peonies are going to grow well. The challenge is going to be that clay soil. So that's what peony have this real fibrous root mass. And so if they get in real heavy soil and they just sit there, uh, they'll, they'll rot on you. So they just sit there and turn to mush. So uh, we've killed a few in our yard. We're masters at killing plants, especially mm -hmm. peonies. And we've killed like three or four. Yeah. I shouldn't say that over the airway. That's it's like true. embarrassing. But we have a heavy, heavy clay. Oh, yeah. Super ridiculous yeah. clay on a north slope. So it never dries. So now we grow peonies and raised beds and containers. Mm -hmm. Game changer. All of a sudden, they started thriving, blooming a long time. So uh, obviously, Prescott has got different kinds of soils, depending mm -hmm. on where, what hillside you're looking at. Just make sure the soil drains. We say that 10 times fast and you're fine. <laughs> so, but her question is peony. When do you cut them back? Don't feel rushed. Penny, uh, let them die back naturally. So they're going to start turning color. They'll get this beautiful gold color, like aspen gold. And they're up about knee high to hip high, depending on what variety that you have in your yard. But let them do their thing. Because what they'll do is they'll start shutting down. They'll pull all that carbohydrates, all the sugars from the foliage, or pull it down into the into the roots, and they'll store that stuff up. And so they're actually bulking up on their roots. If you whack off on them, they don't get a chance to do that, and they'll lose that last. You know, it's kind of like uh, vegetables or, or or apples on a tree. Those last few days make a big difference in the taste. If you pick them early, a week early, and ship them to the grocery store, they just don't have the same flavor. Right off the tree, game changer. Well, your peonies are the same way. They're those last few days, it's storing up so much of that, those sugars to make next year's flower that mm -hmm. it's it's important to leave it. Once it dies back and it's all either gold or, or even brown, that straw colored, then whack them off right to the ground. So, uh, but don't feel rushed. If you're up on the higher elevations, so this is broadcast all over, Higher elevations, I really encourage you folks in Williams, the Flagstaff, and the White Mountains, the Mugion Rim, Strawberry, Pine, you know, pine Lake Top, leave the foliage on there and then prune it back 
in like Spring. March and April so that that foliage will actually insulate or uh, kind of protect that root. So it keeps some of that cold from permeating down into the heart and taking out some of the eyes. So, but in the lower elevations, if you're below 6,000 feet, whack it off when you're done. When it's, when it's brown, you can whack it off anytime you want. Oh, fertilize. You mentioned yes. that too. Do it now. So anything that blooms in the spring, it's really important to fertilize now. So you really want to fertilize all, the, you want to fertilize everything in the yard before Halloween, but especially peonies, apples, pears, any, all your fruiting trees, your lilacs, forsythia, flowering quince, anything that blooms in the spring, uh, rhododendrons and azaleas, fertilize all of those. It, this is the most important feeding of the entire year. No question about it. Uh, and if it hasn't bloomed as well as you wanted it to, I'd do it again at the new year. Use all-purpose plant food. It's a 744 all-purpose. It's a, it's a organic, but that cottonseed meal mixed in that is it just brings the pH down that the plant can pick it up really easily. It's going to store it and make next year's flower for you. So really important to, I'd do it now. Lilacs, if they've not bloomed well for you, like our lilacs have been in bloom for, well, since April, it's crazy. Fertilize it. Fertilize it now, new year, and you'll get better flowers next spring. Guaranteed. So what are your thoughts on adding uh, bone meal or superphosphate? Would that be a good idea? It too? could. If you've got a stubborn one, I mean, just it just hasn't bloomed in two or three years. Yeah. But if, really, if, if you're fertilizing regularly, you mm -hmm. shouldn't need that. What superphosphate is, is 0,18,0. Bone meal is 0,10,0. It's all that middle number, phosphorus. And so, yeah, if you want if you want to enter it in the county fair, you load <laughs> it up with, with phosphorus and it just almost glows at night. The flowers are so bright and so big. We go through, I mean, the main thing is all-purpose food. And then we I do get a, like a 20-pound bag every year. I just sprinkle it on every once in a while through the... The uh, autumn sage, your, your Russian sage, echinaceas, galardias, all those things that bloom a lot. Mm -hmm. That's a way to keep them blooming a lot. Mm -hmm. or if you want a bigger flower, not just flowers, I want flowers on steroids. Superphosphate makes a big difference. So that can help, especially peonies, because mm -hmm. you kind of want that whole thing covered with flowers in spring. Yeah, that fragrance supreme. It's a one shot deal. Yeah, it should <laughs> bloom for a month and just be, oh my gosh, I can't believe how beautiful that is. So superphosphate helps. You do it in addition. It's not one or the other. Right. It's mainly the food is a seven four four all-purpose plant food and mm -hmm. kind of the snack, the, the addition, the the frosting on the fruit on the uh, fruit food would be the superphosphate. Right. Right. Okay. So Henry in Prescott Valley has a question. He had two red yuccas in his yard that yeah. were starting to look kind of funky. <laughs> so he went out to you know, see what was going on, touched them, and they basically fell over because they had no roots. Yeah. Well, he didn't think it was gophers. Yeah, okay. Could be. So yeah. any other thoughts of what oh, else could so, you add? So a couple things can take those out. So uh, yuccas have a real fleshy root structure. Mm -hmm. It's very uh, high in, in starch. So sometimes javelina will come in and dig that up and mm -hmm. eat it. It's not that. The other culprit, there's only really two that I can think of grubs. What do you think? I mean, there's some white grubs that can go in there and eat the roots. I mean, I've, I've seen yuccas. Grubs love yuccas. Yep. Gophers love yuccas. <laughs> They're sweet. They're tasty. So they you, make tequila out of right, them. Right. But if you're not seeing any gopher mounds or gopher yeah. activity, then you kind of go to the default. Grubs. Yeah. Grubs. grubs. Yeah. Come in. I would say the test would be take your yucca and dig a test hole. Just take a hand drill 
just beside there. So yeah. the roots somewhere, dig around in there uh, and, and you'll see grubs right away. It's not just one. These are white kind of C-shaped worms. Mm -hmm. And what they do for a living, they live their entire life down below the ground and they eat the roots of plants. Mm -hmm. And they like certain plants. They got their oh, yeah. favorite thing and yuck is one of those. Uh, and they, they congregate by the literally i've seen by the thousands it could be it could be frightening mm -hmm. uh, like a, a martian horror movie that's what it looks like the ground is moving when you dig a test hole if you see one you've got many coming to get us super easy there's a grub killer we threw sprinkle mm -hmm. on there water it in eliminates grubs for a year so it's a great product it's called Grub killer. Grub killer. We don't get original <laughs> here. Just kind of, we're just talk. We're just gardeners. You got grubs. We got a grub killer. Take it right out. So uh, also, um, if you've got little cone-shaped holes in your yard, those are skunk. Skunks are eating the grubs. That's another right. indication. If you've got these old perfectly shaped cones dug into the ground, that's where the skunk is eating the grubs. And so now it's an indicator. Oh, I have grub problems. So you kind of, you can, you can read nature that way and, and get a feel for it. Yep. You're out of time. That was good. You just questions. talk too much. Bye. I like Never talking mind. to pretty women. <laughs> you want to go, go down that path? Ken and Lisa Lane, the mountain gardeners will be right back. Right after this. You're listening to Ken Lane, AKA the mountain gardener. Ken can be found throughout the week in Prescott at Waters Garden Center. Listen each week as he answers timely garden questions unique to mountain gardens. Waters October companion plants that grow well together are blaze maple, burning bush, Arizona creeper, spicy mums, and glamour kale. Few flowers are more elegant in fall than Waters glamour kale. The autumn colors are perfect for containers, beds, and borders. And it's so easy to grow. This unique Prescott selection is an award winner for cold hardiness, intense red, purple flowers in a frilly package, all for $9. You'll find bright fall flowers here at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. We believe small business can win against impersonal box stores at Waters Garden Center. Bring us the best time to be outdoors, garden, and create a personal oasis in your yard. If you don't know where to start, Waters Personal Garden Service allows you to book an hour of one-on-one -on -one time with an expert without the crowds. It's easy by phone or through our website. No lines, no waiting. Purchase a $200 gift card and we'll line you up with one of Waters' private gardeners. You're going to love your yard again. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott or at watersgardencenter.com. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Join the conversation every week as he answers timely garden questions. Email Ken a question directly from your phone to his desktop through the web at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Now welcome back your host, Ken Lane. Now I got to tell you, this has been a pretty stressful couple of weeks. We've had some trade shows. So in the fall of the year, starting in August really through October, uh, your, your farmers, I mean, just there are our, we, I have to know how many tomatoes I'm going to grow for next April, May, and June. And I got to nail it. So you got to, you're buying those things and strategizing which varieties, how many, what size now, perennials now, uh, peonies now, pansies now, trees, fruit trees, how many fruit trees, how many apples, pears, cherries, nectarines, you have to guess that right now. So it's been pretty dizzying. It's like every other week flying off to farms, talking to, and we, well, I've got friends and I contract grow in the industry. That just means I hire a friend to grow that for me. 
going, Joe, hey, I'll take, uh, I'll take 300 lilacs. Could, could you give me these five varieties? Have them out in these sizes. I'll take them in March. He goes, I'd love that. So I've got a guaranteed, they have a guaranteed sale. They get an outlet for their crop. Uh, generally, farmers don't necessarily like to talk to people as much. They like being on their tractor and being out in the field and just knowing they get an outlet for this. And I'm it. And I love talking to people. I like connecting people and plants and making that whole thing go. So I'm his salesperson or just his outlet, his retailer for the Prescott area or the Central Highlands area. And so we've been doing that for every product category from, from perennials to annuals, annual flowers, to, to shade, shady, shade trees, apple trees, fruit trees, evergreens, uh, your, your uh, pine trees, fruit trees, or, or uh, pine, spruce, fir, cypress, cedar, juniper. You just got to know how many. And then we won't even go how many truckloads of fertilizer you need because they need to know. They can't react to that. It's got to be blended and mixed and bagged and just got enough tags like a month ahead of time. So we give them the entire year. Going, here's how many we'll need each month. This is what customers, this is what gardeners use up in the Central Highlands from Waters Garden Center. And so I just get exhausted. Boy, your brain starts to smoke trying to figure all this stuff out. And, and you're never right. You either have too many or too few. You just, But you're trying to get as close as you can. Sometimes I just like to go home, unplug, and go garden. Just put my phone down, put the, put the tablet. I put a little music on the back on my back garden. I've got some speakers that go out there and just put it on softly and I'll go lose time. It just helps me therapy wise, especially this time of year. The butterflies are out. Uh, the, 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 everything is out right now, including mosquitoes. But you know what? You just spray a little deet on your off some bug repellents and you're good. So you go out and just enjoy just what, what nature has grown for you. This entire season, it's magical. I picked all the tomatoes that were easy to get to uh, this last week. I looked in the backside. There's just as many or more that I just didn't even, I didn't even see. It's the harvest is on. It's just like this surprise. That's like delight as a gardener. I mean, how many things do you get to go out and just be delighted? I mean, gardening is, is filled with delight all the time. I was looking out over the, over the deck planted some, some mimosa trees. Uh, our deck is way up in the air. It's like a, a story and a half, and it's overlooking towards the Dells. And so I wanted a big tree down there, but I didn't want something that's so big that it blocks the view. So I put a, a silk tassel tree or mimosas down there. And so, and I know that when we overlook that, we'll, eventually we're going to be up to where the deck is looking right at the canopy. And then it's a huge pollinator. So butterflies, bumblebees, and hummingbirds love the flowers of mimosa. And so these three trees are just loaded with activity. So if I'm down in the gardens, down, down lower, they're beautiful and picking tomatoes and looking at the flowers and the waterfalls and grilling. But I'm up, if I'm up on the deck, which is, it's a pretty substantial deck. I mean, it's, it's a huge deck. It's half the length of the house overlooking these mimosas. And it's almost just, it's like I'm, it's like I'm Tarzan looking out over the tree canopies, and it's alive. It's just like, it's delightful. It's just magical. It's beautiful. So the other day, we had a rainstorm coming up through the valley, up through the dells, up through uh, Prescott Lakes, in the heart of town. You, you Prescottonians know where I'm talking about. There's this thundercloud coming through, and the rainbows are starting. You know, the, the fleeting edge of these storms, lots of rainbows. 
And so the rainbows are coming down. You could almost see it hitting the top of this tree. It's illusion, but it looks like a rainbow is coming to the top of the tree. And the trees, this mimosa is alive with bumblebees and hummingbirds. It was just, you had to take a picture of it. It was so pretty. And of course, a camera doesn't do it justice. You just can't capture that. You can only truly capture nature by being in it, with it, touching it, smelling it, feeling it. And so it's kind of what, I guess, I don't tend to go down that path of why I love gardening, but it's, if it's stressful, sometimes you just need to decompress, unplug. I don't have my phone. My phones give those notifications that go off all the time. You go, ding, you got a text. Ding, you got a notification. Ding. I can't relax and be in the garden. I'll just go, I forgot. And I'm almost irritated. I go inside. I don't throw it at the house, but I kind of mentally I do as I set it down on the back patio deck over, over there so it doesn't have to notify me every 30 seconds. I've got someone else trying to notify me of something. It's stressful. I just unplug, relax. My, my blood pressure goes down and I go smell the flowers. I go talk to my giant pumpkins. I start seeing the, the, the hummingbirds around the salvias or autumn sage. I, I enjoy the water feature, just kind of that noise that comes. It's magical. It's delightful. I think gardening brings out, God gave us gardening, just that delight that happens. We connect with it. Anyway, I got real gardening information coming for you in just a second. Uh, some real garden tips you can put into, the, into play like right now after this message. The Mountain Gardener, your source for timely garden advice right for higher elevations. Guaranteed to make a difference in your yard this season. Water's companion plants that grow well together are blaze maple, burning bush, spicy mums, glamour kale, and red wall creeper. Water's red wall creeper is specially selected to dress up those miles of stockade fence. A mountain vine with rich green foliage turns fire engine red through autumn. Water's native vines are just $49 and both deer and rabbit proof. You'll find the showiest vines here at Water's Garden Center. Google, give me directions to Water's Garden Center. We believe butterflies are magic in the garden at Waters Garden Center. You're listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Mountain gardening is very rewarding with a few Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts sure to turn your thumbs even greener. Now welcome back to The Mountain Gardener. And we are back with Lisa Waters Lane in the studio. This, this segment's all yours, my love. <laughs> never all mine ever i'm all yours well that may be yeah so anyway that's <laughs> this is boring airtime <laughs> so people are like what are they we, talking about we should actually um share with folks some some, some hard news so the obituary of, of doug arthur went out in the daily courier um went out mm -hmm. and doug has been with us for oh i don't know a decade so mm -hmm. And I've known him since he first moved to town. He, yeah, he was our he was our print sales guy. He's always been a professional. He's we've worked we've served on the Chamber of Commerce Board of Directors in the past. Mm -hmm. So we just have this deep business community and gardening connection. So he was a master gardener. He volunteered a lot as a as a master gardener, and he just did our consulting and just uh, he, he just, was also. An Arizona certified nursery professional. Yep, he had gone and got his testing yep. and passed. And so the thing I loved about Doug is he never stopped learning. No, always learning. Always yeah. learning. So anyway, we lost him. Our, our our family here is still grieving. Our family, I don't say is is our bloodline, 
I see as our family here at the current center. Anyway, sorry to share that, folks. <laughs> we don't want that to be airways, but anyway, we'll go to gardening stuff, which makes you feel better. But Doug, Doug Arthur, we love you. Joan, we love you. Chris, we love you. The family will be there for you. Uh, but the news should go out. It's in the newspaper. We were respectful not to get it out too early. Uh, but the team here is still reeling back from that. So I tell you what we did. We we had uh, I hired two um, chaplains, company chaplains, not not with a church, just with a, a private network kind of came through. And that has been a saving grace over this whole COVID thing. People are just they have a hard time. What do I do? So uh, where am I at? And, What's really going on? And who do I talk to? And and I can't I can't do that. I'm not very good at that. It's a spreadsheet. I got it. <laughs> but connections. So we hired a couple chaplains, one female, one male, to go talk. And they have been. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Jennifer, for you guys being there for us, the Waters team. It's just part time. Uh, but that's if your company's out there. If you've not looked at that, I, I think. That's a real service that's uh, inexpensive, yeah. but really heartfelt within your team. And it's needed because we don't have those support structures that we used to have around us, the families, churches, other, yeah. you know, people aren't as, since pandemic, people yeah. aren't as tied in. So it's it's been a very huge yeah. uh, help to yeah. us. Anyway, people didn't tune in for business matters <laughs> and how companies are run or yeah. family matters, but just thought we'd let that out because he was... He was loved in the community, not just in our company, but in the community. We love you, Doug. So just deep respect. Gardening, yes. this is all about you. Tell us some flowers. I see some, some beautiful <laughs> color here. So I see lots of trucks coming in with the, the oh, new yeah. fall and winter color stuff. Right. So it's kind of exciting. It's a decorating kind of year. It is. Year. Well, I brought in a few, a little bit of color. Just uh, have some pretty color, yeah. which I, I think we've shown before. But kind of wanted to show people the difference between a pansy and a viola. Oh, so pansies and violas are both amazing plants that will go through, put them in now, they'll go through the winter, they'll go through spring, almost through May uh, yeah. in the right spots. Uh, so definitely worth your money to put in now because you'll get a lot of bang yeah. for your buck for them. So the pansies have a bigger head to them. So you got to describe because this is you're talking the vlog, the video piece. <laughs> but there's also the audio. We tell right. folks that are just on the radios and stuff, the podcast. That yeah. is a pansy. Can I pick that up? It's got a, what is that about a two inch bigger than a sober dollar? dollar. It's, yeah. it's way large, maybe two three inches two, across. Two three inches across. Yeah. Um, pansies come in multitudes of colors. You know, yellow, white, purple, pinks. And they're coming out with new colors yeah, all the time. It's, it's amazing yeah. to me, the new colors that they come out with. Uh, but just good, consistent bloomers. They have the bigger head to them. Um, but not as many. So to give, not them a, as many. to give the viola a chance, right. it blooms its heart out better, but smaller. <laughs> it does. So here's viola. I don't know if we can kind yeah, of compare. So but this is one inch, one and a half inches across yeah. the flower. Same monkey face, same fragrance. But just smaller and more flowers. Mm -hmm. So I, th I think of these as like uh, petunias and calipricoa. Oh. So petunias are like the bigger flower. Calipricoa yeah. is a smaller flower or million okay. bells petunias, the other right. name. It's kind of this is the same thing in that pansy realm. Right. And the thing with I've, I've had violas reseed frequently. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, so they're kind of fun. Pansy's not as much, but you get a little bit bigger flower. You can use the two together. <laughs> I love done. cameras. <laughs> so I just wanted to show people um, they are two 
different groups, but they both perform equally yeah. well in the winter yeah. time. Yeah. Um, the other plant I brought in. So you want me to take those? No. Nope, oh, you're going to put them. So this is a uh, type of Rubeckia. So it has, this one is the American Gold Rush or Black Eyed Susan is the yeah. other name. Um, I like it because it has that sunflower look, but they are so much better than sunflowers. Yeah, so, so much better. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So they'll just bloom, bloom, bloom. With sunflowers, you kind of get one bloom and they're gone. They fall over. They get, they yeah. just get droopy. The mm -hmm. rains take them out. Right. Rebecca, that doesn't do that. Right. Stands up straight, comes mm -hmm. back every year. So this is a real pretty one, a little bit smaller head, but just a profusion of flowers on there. Great for fall color, containers in the ground. Uh, just a super little plant. We'll come back next year. Yeah. Animal resistive. So the, right. the uh, um, it's got some defenses in it that mm -hmm. keep the javelina and generally rabbits off of it. Deer right. don't like it. So it's a yeah. good perennial or wild flower mm -hmm. that comes back year after year. Right. For you folks tuned in on the radio, it's about a foot and a half, call it knee high. It's got a hundred flowers on it, all that look like miniature kind of sunflowers. They've got two, yeah. three inches across. So mm -hmm. black center, yellow petals coming off, and it will hibernate underground. So it will rest underground. You mow it off with a weed whack or something. Right. Comes back bigger and better in the spring, mm -hmm. and it just blooms all summer through autumn. It's amazing right. perennial for the mountains of Arizona. Right. So this is just a couple examples of flowers. Yeah. But we're moving into that. Oh, look at that. Sitting in. I'll take it over here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let the camera mess you up. What you got? So it's we're also moving into that season for everything's starting to turn. So I, I forget where I was driving through, but the maples were definitely yeah. starting, starting to, to see turn. The edge. Yeah. Uh, you're starting to see some color change on yeah. things. Uh, so things that really do trees that do beautiful fall color would be your uh, ornamental pear. I know I'm short on time. <laughs> yeah, two minutes, you're fine. Ornamental pear, your oaks, pin oak, yeah. northern red oak, and your maples. Uh, and flame maple, too, which is a little bit shorter maple. Those are all your if reds, you, right? Like yeah. Each one of those turns oh, a bright kind of fire yeah. yeah. So those are color trees that would definitely give you some fall color. Uh, your shrubs would be your burning bush. And uh, we got a new one in called Inferno Catoniaster. Uh, like Inferno, that means red, right? right? Or orange or something. It's like an orangey red. It's just yeah. starting to turn in the nursery yard. Looks really cool. It's the first time we've had that one. And then, of course, your kind of your creepers, your Boston Ivy, Virginia creeper. The Virginia creepers in the store are already. They're, like, they're bright it's red. Fall. They're beautiful. <laughs> and, you, you know, it's October. Right. You need creepy plants in the gardens <laughs> in October for Halloween. They're the ones right. that celebrate. Oh, there you so go. So that's, that's your Virginia creeper. Mm -hmm. uh, Boston Ivies, right. they all love to turn that bright red. It's autumn and they just, they're going, I'm just waiting. Tell, yeah. tell me the first day of autumn. Oh, they just sing and, and show off. That color. Yeah. Uh, the other one is sumac. So the oh, tiger yeah. eye sumacs are yeah. in. And that's one I love because it kind of goes from a orangey, yellow, orangey, red. It kind of has multicolors yeah. on it. So I think it's really it pretty. Turns yeah, what color? It has so many colors you can't describe it. Oh no, Suma. It's, and it's, it's really it's native. Grows wild here. It's amazing. And the other one I threw in, it's not truly a fall plant, but the Nandinas, the sure. uh, Gulf Streams, Sienna Sunrise, because their colors become so much more intense in the fall and winter. Accentuated. So yeah. I would call them a fall plant. And anything. you can plant all of those mm -hmm. right now. This is the best time to plant oh, yeah. those. So there is there's virtually no risk. 
of transplant shock when you put those in the ground. So don't you folks from Phoenix or Palm Springs, <laughs> Southern California, you're okay. You can plant. You can do this. <laughs> it's, it's, it's autumn. These are four season plants. Right. They like beans now. So Ken Elisa Lane, the Mountain Gardeners. That's it for this segment. We'll be right back after this. Look for more tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts through Ken's website. Podcast the show, read his weekly garden column, or follow him on Facebook and Instagram at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. I used to be cocky and actually dared to beat the big boxes at their own game. Since the beginning, we were known for the very best plants in town. But with youthful ambition, we added a line of inferior plants, contractor grade, that matched the box stores and beat their prices. We failed miserably. The plants were side by side. Waters hand-picked quality at the higher price and the inferior plants at the lower price with astounding results. The inferior plants, not bad quality, just not full and nice, were still there a month later. The hand-picked quality plants, they had been restocked twice and the bench was empty again. The youthful cockiness, it's tempered and with age comes wisdom and knowing who you really are. Waters Garden Center doesn't compete with the marts and the boxes. We simply grow the very best plants our family is famous for. We will never offer inferior plants. Cross my heart. Pinky swear. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road, here in Prescott. Welcome to the Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane. Gardening in the mountains is different. Listen to Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts guaranteed to make your gardens more beautiful than ever this year. Now for better advice that works locally, welcome your host, Ken Lane. I started the show out with, now's a good time to plant. It's really a good time to be planting hedgerows, uh, privacy screens, big junipers, uh, living walls, because you can get so much growth, you'll get all this root growth now through the end of the year. Then it shuts down for about six weeks. Then it'll start taking off again sometime in March, into February, sometime in first part of March. It depends on your elevation. But all of us will start feeling like spring is starting to be in the air in the month of March. And so you get an extra set of root growth and more, more top growth of that plant, more crown, more foliage, more leaves. Uh, next spring by planting now. Uh, this is your golden time with so much. This is a building boom going on. I've talked to many trades folks, friends that are plumbers and roofers and landscapers and irrigation folks, and they're all busy. They are just packed. Someone came in and asked, Ken, I need uh, need uh, three references for uh, irrigation. Want to want to tune up? I said, Well, here's three names. And I wouldn't shop them. I would just go the first person to come out and do the work for you. Just hire them because you might not see the other guy for like six months. So just that's that's where we're at. There's a building boom. People are moving to the Sun Belt, moving to small towns. They're coming out of big cities, and they, they are coming in droves. And we're seeing it here at the Garden Center. Numbers are off the charts. I mean, double-digit growth. Uh, as far as plant sales go, just people gardening. Now, Waters Garden Center, we tend to deal with do-it-yourself, backyard. I, I, I want a little bit more quality and willing to do the work myself. And uh, some folks will come shop their trees, have their gardeners put it in. But we're kind of that do-it-yourself folks. And there are a record amount uh, of folks like that coming in. They're buying trees and shrubs and plants and everything. They're decorating their backyard and making it 
private, making it feel good. Well, if you've got that new high rise coming up, two story, three story, some of these homes are ginormous. I can't believe it. I was out at a guy that has an 8,000 square foot house. I'm going, wow, how do you even find yourself in this place? Amazing gardens, beautiful vistas out, out uh, Williamson Valley, way out there, uh, but beautiful homes. And they're, they're, if you got one of those coming up next to you, you kind of want to hide the bedroom, have dinner alone without them peering in, be on the back deck, be in the hot tub, just having spaces in your landscape that are, are yours. It feels like it's safe and secure, just a private garden. This is the time when you plant those. Some of your shrubs you'd really want to look at when you're doing that. Euonymus. There's several varieties or colors of euonymus. It's E-U-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S, euonymus. So there's golden euonymus, gets up about eight foot tall by eight foot wide, beautiful gold. There's a green variety, there's a silver variety. One I like, if you're especially if you're in the forested areas where you've got a lot of deer, even elk, uh, you'll look at cotoneaster or cotton easters, how you spell it. Cotoneaster is, is, grows wild, so it's a version of, of silver cotoneaster that grows wild here, gray cotoneaster. Uh, but plant, animals know, ooh, this is bad stuff. There's a defense within this, this plant that just, it's distasteful to animals. And so the one I really like is red clusterberry cotoneaster. This is a monster. It's really big, uh, but it doesn't get the disease that red tip photinia does. It doesn't have deer will eat on red tip photinia. Red tip photinia gets mildew. Cotoneaster gets none of that. It gets a beautiful white flower in spring, red berries. That's the name, clusters of red berries, red clusterberry cotoneaster. But very fast, dense grower. It'll easily go up to eight feet tall and eight feet wide. You're not getting through this thing. But now's a great time to plant it because they're smaller plants. You put it in now, and this thing will double, triple in size next spring just by planting now. It really, it's a game changer. So it's a good time to pack those things in. It's a great time to put your evergreens, uh, Colorado spruce, your your Austrian pines, your Arizona cypress, junipers. One I use myself, I use Spartan junipers, like, like the Spartans, the Greeks and the Spartans, Spartan juniper. I use that because my yard is mainly blues. I've got a lot of native junipers, manzanitas, and just oaks. And those are all generally blue colors. I wanted something really green, but equally as tough as those other plants out there in my yard. So I use Spartan junipers. It grows up to, I don't know, it's well above head high at this point, maybe 12 feet, 15 feet tall, about six feet wide. And so I use that. I zigzagged that across my, from my front patio. So folks walking by my front, front yard, can't peer down in and go, hey, kid, how you doing? And I'm doing fine for the 20th time. I've got an active walking neighborhood. I love talking to neighbors, but sometimes you just want to read your paper and sip your coffee <laughs> in solitude. But I'll, I'll go out and wash a car, chat with folks. So the driveway is all open, but I want this this secret kind of feel. It feels, it just has a feeling that you feels right. So waters are going, uh, water fountains are going, hummingbirds are flying around, little sparrows are back and forth. It's just a magical place. The front yard, the backyard's three times that. It's really, it's like not, not a fountain. We're talking ponds and waterfalls and 
hot tubs and grills and built-in fireplaces and it's very nice but it's downstairs it's bigger sometimes you just want a more intimate garden so i created this with the spartan junipers in front of that i put russian sage it grows up about four feet tall it wasn't tall enough to really screen what i wanted but people can peer down or look down into this courtyard area but i wanted to attract the eye to look at the pretty blue flowers, this beautiful shrub with spiky blues. The hummingbirds are on it. The bumblebees are all over it. It's just lots of activity and very pretty. So I draw everyone's eye towards the Russian sage, but really the work is being done by the Spartan junipers. I tag team it so that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging folks to look away where I want them to look. And it works. It works great. Uh, pinion pines. That's a great one. A native grows wild here, but it's kind of a slow grower. But boy, once you get established, no care needed. It's all on its own. Uh, just get it up to size. I'll usually put it on a drip emitter, uh, water maybe once a week, fertilize it a couple times a year, really push the growth on it. Once it's up to size I want, it gets cut off and it goes by itself. Very tough. This is the time you want to plant that, the fall of the year, so that you get that root mass on it. Uh, then, then you flush more growth next spring. Most of your evergreens are that way. You're better off planting now, letting them root out so you get double the root growth and, and hardier, more uh, up top growth next spring and summer. It, it, it really does work. The junipers, Arizona cypress is probably the number one seller by far. It's a big blue uh, up to 20, 25 feet tall by 12 feet wide. It can actually be too big. You don't want to put that one right next to your driveway. It'll, you'll lose your driveway. It gets way too big. You need a property liner or step back a little bit. But if you want a fast-growing, evergreen or ever blue, most Arizona cypress are more on the blue side, uh, that gets up well above head height and thick as can be, Arizona cypress is a great one. We've got an entire series of plants. Uh, it's called the privacy screen area, the screening upright evergreens that we have. We've got them all sectioned out. They're all together. You can see the different colors and textures, but now's the time to put that together. That would also be very helpful if you took a quick snapshot of what you're trying to hide with a measurement. And we can actually help you. We've got designers. They help you put that thing together. We've got planting services. They can help you put it in the ground. But when done incorrectly, it can look out of place, look less garden-esque, look more fence and walled-like. You want it to feel like a garden, not like a wall as far as your gardens go. So evergreens can be a little tricky to, to design in, but when done well, people just go, they just it's a feeling. They can't even describe what's going on. They just go, wow, this is a great backyard. My goodness. Hey, let's throw on a burger here. I'll take another one. That just feels great. That's what a great design can do for you in your backyard. You're listening to local garden expert Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center. He can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center, located in Prescott, 1815 Iron Springs Road. Thanks for tuning in to The Mountain Gardener. Waters October companion plants that grow well together are burning bush, spicy mums, glamour kale, and red fox sedge. 
Fox sedge has striking clumps of red foliage that fades to flocks, giving off a warm glow. An attractive foliage effect in container gardens, perennial beds, and fountain accents. A good choice in poor draining pockets along dry stream beds and beside large landscape boulders. You'll find foxy red grasses, just $17, here at Waters Garden Center. Google, give me directions to Waters Garden Center. Hi, Lisa here with the finds of the week and our Ascot Rainbow Euphorbia. Deer don't like this beautiful perennial. Rabbits loathe the milky sap and javelina leave it alone. This evergreen flower is adorned by leaves and gilded edges of gold. Simply stunning and thrives in the dry hot spaces in the garden all for under $12. Plant this one in beds, street side landscapes, and containers. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love evergreen flowers, they love to shop. You've tuned in to The Mountain Gardener with local garden expert Ken Lane. Join him each week as he answers timely garden questions that are sure to make a difference in your gardens. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. One other tip I can give, especially folks new to where the ground, we get some weather. So it gets cold. It'll be warm. It'll be cold. It'll be warm. Uh, you, you really do need to protect your irrigation system. It's exposed outdoors. Mostly, if it's been professionally installed, it's insulated. So it's protected, probably enough. But insurance, I like insurance. So for mine, I professionally installed my own irrigation. It has never frozen, never had problems. But by the end of the month, here's what I, my name's Ken. We're just friends. We're just neighbors talking over the back fence. This is what I'm doing for my yards. I, I think that it would help you as well, especially folks at the higher elevations, the 6,000 plus, the Highland Pines, Groom Creek, Williams, Pine Top, Lakeside, I mean, just the Flagstaff, it really plays out for you all. If your valve that's in the ground that runs your irrigation, mostly they're in the ground, um, you should make sure that those do not freeze. So many times that there's a box in your, in your yard and it's got a lid, you pull the lid up, you'll see those irrigation valves and your clock in the garage runs all those just through a 12 volt current. And so if that, if that, any one of those things breaks, you have to replace the entire thing. So it's expensive. One is not a big deal, but when, you, when one breaks, you gotta replace them all. And it's like a, it's like a cascading event. So you don't want it to freeze. So what I'll do is in, inside the box, I'll put some insulation in a plastic bag, in a trash bag. It's cheesy, it's not very professional, but insulation works really well. A trash bag, just throw it in, throw it on top of the valves. All of a sudden, I've got extra insulation. If it insulates your 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 roof, your your ceilings, your sidewalls, it'll do the same thing for your valves. In addition, what I'm doing right now, and then I'll close the lid up. I'm buying my potting soil, my mulch that I'm going to use next year, next spring. I'm buying it right now, and then I'll lay that on top of that valve, that valve box. So now I've got it insulated. Over top, inside the box, with that household, that pink cotton candy insulation. I'm insulating that, and then I'll put the top down. Then I'll throw a bag of dirt, potting soil, something I'm going to use anyway. I put it on now, by the end of the month. Not not immediately, but yeah, by Thanksgiving, there should be some urgency. So anytime you got, you feel like you're coming to the garden center, get a couple extra bags, buy them now, throw them on top of the box, you're set. Probably, and I'll keep my system on through winter. So I'm watering through winter. You folks up in the higher elevations, you tend to shut your systems down and blow them out. So you're actually blowing air through them. So you have no, no water anywhere in that system. 
here at the lower elevations, I mean, this, this five, I think my house is at 5,700 foot. The garden center here at Waters is at 5,400 foot. So we're in that mile high range. Uh, we, I really don't get a real frost line. I mean, I, a little bit, one or two inches. But those valves are down a foot deep. You folks at the lower elevation, I mean, Camp, Camp Verde, Cottonwood, Dewey Humboldt, Cordis Junction, you're, you're not going to freeze. You're fine. Probably even without throwing a, a bag of dirt on it. But insurance, I'm going to use it anyway. Why don't I just throw it on there? We cover this in a lot of different uh, classes. Every Saturday here at the Garden Center, we have a free garden class. They're meant to help you make less mistakes. So gardening is learned by making mistakes. You go, oh, I shouldn't do that. I should do this. But we don't want you going backwards. So we just if you're making a mistake, at least you're, you're going forward while learning this. That's the secret to gardening, working with the environment, not against it, those kinds of things. But every Saturday at 930, you're in the back greenhouse. It's, it's kind of fun. You get some feet off of people's questions. I'm very proud of my daughter, Mackenzie. She's training to take the garden center next. She's teaching this weekend's, this weekend's class on the fall to-do list. What are the 10 things you need to do? Uh, the next weekend, that's I think that's October 8th, I'm teaching it. It's the fall color. And then my wife is teaching the following week after that, containers of fall. So how do you decorate, design? What can you plant now in your, in your containers? How do you put things together that look good? She'll be teaching those. But every week, you can take a look at watersgardencenter.com. They're all right there. There's a big classes button right there. They're always free, and they're, you're always hanging out with kind of fun folks that also like plants. They're plant nerds, too, just like you are. It's kind of fun to hang out. Join us. All right, so... Throughout the week, Lisa and I camp out here at Waters Garden Center. We love talking to fans show. You're listening to local garden expert Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center. He can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center, located in Prescott, 1815 Iron Springs Road. Thanks for tuning in to The Mountain Gardener. Waters Garden companion plants for September are raywood ash, Russian sage, honeysuckle, and ivory feathers pampas grass. Ivory feathers is a dwarf pampas grass that blends perfectly into desert landscapes. The ivory plumes reach overhead height for architectural style around patios and ponds. Well suited as a visual barrier or hedge in the far reaches of the yard. You will find only the brightest grasses here at Waters Garden Center. Shop in store or online at watersgardencenter.com. We believe bees are in danger. We can save them at Waters Garden Center. I hate weeds. Monsoon rains are so refreshing, even my landscape comes alive, but so do my weeds. Stop weeds in their track in one simple step. Water's weed and grass stopper spreads like fertilizer. It kills weed seed before monsoon rains allow them to sprout. No need to weed. It's safe for trees, even flower beds, and so much safer than that toxic waste the big box sells. Weed and grass stopper, it's just $24 and only found at Water's Garden Center in Prescott. You've tuned in to The Mountain Gardener with local garden expert Ken Lane. Join him each week as he answers timely garden questions that are sure to make a difference in your gardens. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane.